Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's your risk number? Find your true north. On the Vantage Point with True North Wealth Partners podcast, you'll find financial tips, insights, and information to help you plan for your future. True North Wealth Partners has locations in Dublin and Wooster, Ohio, while serving clients nationwide. Dedicated to God, country, clients, and family. To learn more about the Vantage Point with True North Wealth Partners podcast, visit MyTrueNorthWP.com. That's MyTrueNorthWP.com. True North Wealth Partners, welcome home. I'm Joni from Columbus, Ohio, and I recommend 3C Body Shop. Nobody wants to go back twice in one year for accident repairs. But after my first experience with 3C, it made perfect sense for me. 3C worked with my insurance, and everything was handled perfectly. I'd recommend 3C to my friends, my family, and anyone that has been in an accident. 3C Body Shop, the finest in collision Here at the Ranger Report Podcast, we only represent products we believe in. As you've heard over the past year plus, we've been running our Walton's commercial. I've been using Walton's products for a long time now, and let me tell you, they're some of the best seasonings I've ever used. One of my staples to make at my house are pork chops, and their ultimate pork chop and roast rub has gotten more compliments than anything that I've ever used. For burgers, their better burger seasoning is delicious, and I only use that on my burgers. Again, tons of compliments. They have all kinds of seasonings that you can imagine. They have barbecue sauce and the thick kind not the watery kind at all if you're into wild game they have seasons and rubs for that as well don't forget their line of sausage casings and all the tools to make your own meat products from sausage and jerky to grinders and more walton's really is a one-stop shop for everything but the meat if you like tips and tricks and videos on how to do a whole lot of things when it comes to cooking then you should go to www.meatgistics.com go to www.waltonsinc.com today and start shopping and tell them the ranger report podcast sent you walton's everything but the meat this is texas rangers announcer eric nadell and you're listening to the ranger report podcast as you should be. The Ranger Report. Yeah, the Ranger Report. If you want the inside scoop, listen to the Ranger Report. Oh, here we go. 
This is the Ranger Report Podcast. News, insights, predictions, interviews, and information about the Texas Rangers from the major leagues to the minor leagues. And now, here are your hosts, Ben Dieter and C.J. Berryman. Hey everybody, welcome to the Ranger Report Podcast. I am Ben Dieter. Uh, Nathan Haig is joining me today. How's it going, guys? And uh, of course, we are joined today on episode 150 by Cole Reagans. Cole, how's it going, man? Good. How about y'all? We're doing well. Thank you for taking the time today. I know it's the off season and you're probably busy relaxing, so. <laughs> yeah, no, I haven't been haven't been doing a, a whole lot. Yeah, that's that's good though. It's been a busy year. So I wanted to start by asking you. So you were in Round Rock. I interviewed you there. And how did you find out you'd been called up to the majors and who told you? So we had we were in Sugarland. We had just drove down that morning. So my wife was going to Sugarland since it was so close. Like I said, I think it's like two and a half hours from Round Rock. And so my wife and I drove drove down, get to the field that afternoon you know, go through a normal day throw. I had a, I had like a touch and feel that day. So I threw my touch and feel and, um, go through the whole game. And like, everybody kind of knew that about like the rumors of John Gray getting hurt, but nobody really knew anything else. Like it was just like something small we'd heard. And so game gets over. I think we ended up, we lost that game. So everybody, you know, in the locker room, kind of quiet. And then Hagen, our manager, uh, he was actually my manager, my first full year of pro ball in Spokane. Okay. And he was my manager. He like starts talking about like, he like had, had like a, almost like a story, like leading up to it about like, uh, perseverance, and like overcoming things. And like, everybody has a different road and all that kind of stuff. And then he like started mentioning things that like, pertain to me and like my heart started racing and then like <laughs> at, at the end of it he was like um you know because i'm going because he was like because he's going to the big leagues because by then everyone knew who he was talking about because he brought up you know two elbow surgeries all that and then <laughs> said it it was my heart was oh it was literally i i forget who was sitting next to me i was like i'm surprised you couldn't feel my heart beating but it was that's I, yeah I got, I, I did an interview last year when I was in Frisco and I got asked, you know, what's that moment going to be like when you get called up? And I'm said, I'm going to be an emotional wreck and I lost for words. And I was good to say it like with all my teammates. And then I walked outside and, you know, my wife was waiting on me. So I went up to her and told her and I just lost it. <laughs> What was more nerve-wracking, Cole, getting that call that you're getting called up to the Rangers or being a part of the 150th episode of the Ranger Report? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I don't, I, don't think he'll, I don't think he'll shed any tears over this one. <laughs> <laughs> no, okay. But no, seriously, like, going through those surgeries and going through that process, like, obviously, that I'm sure that sucked, you know, going through the Tommy John stuff and knowing you, you know, can't be on the field helping your team out and everything. But how much sweeter did it make it, the fact that you had gone through the Tommy John surgery and all that stuff to finally be on that mound for the Rangers? It, you know, like, obviously, anytime, regardless of your road to the big leagues, whether, you know, you're injury-free and you go sh- – 
you know, you kind of move pretty quick. It's always an awesome feeling. But for me personally, it was, I mean, going through all that, it just made it that much more worth having those bad days of just like the same stuff over and over going through the rehab, all that. It just made those days that much better. Sure. Like, like looking back on it, it's like, you know, it sucked then, but now it's, you know, it's, it's freaking awesome. Yeah, for sure. And I'm curious too, as far as your the path, you know, obviously when you're in the minors and everything, your goal is to get called up and everything. But so how do you build that team chemistry with a group of guys that are hoping to not be there that long and hoping to get called up? <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's one of those things like, uh, the for, obviously the higher you get up the closer it is and it's like all right like we're we're knocking on the door and that kind of stuff but i think it's one of those things where i mean you have your group of like guys that are super close and it's like you're always pushing for them like it's sure. like no matter if they get called up before you you know whatever it's always you're always pushing for them and if you're not on the same team you're still talking like you know pretty regularly and stuff like that and i mean everybody wants to win that's that's the end goal everybody wants right. to win so i think it's one of those things where it's like all right like we all have the same same dream same you know final place we want to be so it's like why not just give it our all have a good time while we're doing it yeah. like i mean it, if i i don't know I, i've been lucky and had like my teams that i've been on have been awesome like i have a bunch of guys that i'm close with you know everybody gets along everybody cuts up like you know, do we'll do stuff outside of the field, stuff like that. All right, so I'm going to ask you about. Uh, you see the shirt I'm wearing here, the uh, the Texas League champion shirt. Yeah, I know you. I know you were with the Rangers at the time, but I know you have a lot of friends on that team. How cool was it to see uh, Frisco win the Texas League championship oh and, and know that you had something to do with that? With with as long as you pitched there this year. Every night I would come in from our game and I'd go straight and like check the score and like see how they're doing, you know, see who who's throwing, who's hitting, that kind of stuff. And I'd I'd text some of the guys, you know, especially when they won. I text a few of them and said congrats and all that. And um just kind of keeping up. Like a few days after I texted some of the guys, but it's it was it was awesome. I actually got to when when I threw in uh LA my last start of the year. Ty Tiedemann, um, who I've, I got drafted with and all that. He's, he lives in LA. And so he came to the game. I got to talk to him about it. He said that it was, it was unreal. Like the championship, the final game, the game they won to win it all was, he said was unbelievable. It was pretty amazing. So who, who was your favorite pitcher to watch growing up? Cole Hamels. <laughs> yeah. Hard to believe, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, strong, strong left-handed. Yeah, strong left-handed pitcher. Really surprised that that was your favorite growing <laughs> up. <laughs> you, you draw comparisons to anybody? Often, uh, I mean, I've I've heard the Cole Hamels. Sure. So, I mean, I've I've watched a lot of like YouTube videos of him, like all throughout high school. You know, sit there yeah. watch. Like it's um, mostly it's just like highlight videos, but I'm like watching like. You know, it's it's not even like I was watching for something certain. It was just I just like I enjoyed watching his his stuff. Sure. You know, Nathan mentioned feeling old. You know what really makes you feel old? When I interviewed Mitch Brad on Monday, I realized he's six months younger than my oldest daughter. 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, this can't be right. I can't be that old yet, man. But oh, anyway, man. yeah, it just made me feel weird. But let's go back to uh, back to that first major league start. Uh, how did you feel and who was more nervous, you or your wife? <laughs> so I was I was super nervous, like <laughs> all day. I'd say like going through my like warm up routine inside, like getting my body ready to go outside. Super nervous, like, you know, almost like hands are shaking nervous. And I, um, I walk out, you know, obviously hearts racing. I'm walking out to like the bullpen and stuff and I get out there. And once I started like stretching and started my pregame throwing and all that, it kind of went away. Like, not saying I wasn't nervous. I was nervous, but it was like the the anxiousness side of it, like kind of like, I don't know, it just kind of faded away. And once I got out there on the mound, I was like, all right, like, let's go. Is there anyone you face that you almost starstruck by? Like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> I can't believe I'm pitching to him. No, not not really. I mean, obviously, it's cool to face all the guys that you've watched for the last, you know, six eight ten years it's cool to see them play but i don't i i I, it's hard for me like to get starstruck by a baseball player Uh uh-huh just because it's like one of those things like i'm sitting i'm sitting across the way from this guy like yeah it's like i'm glued watching him play yeah but i'm not like oh my gosh like holy cow but it's like it's more so of like wow that guy's a lot bigger than he looks on tv (laughs) <laughs> right like stuff like that like like you know judge is big but when you see yeah. him in person he's even bigger <laughs> yeah like when yeah. he's standing next to like a, a normal sized person he's <laughs> ginormous yeah, yeah no doubt I, I went to the uh the do it for durit charity on uh on friday night and mm-hmm. i got to meet colby lewis and i did not realize how tall that man was until i stood yeah. next to him my yeah. goodness, he is. A, yeah. And that's like what you're saying. Like, I wasn't starstruck by him, but I was like, dude. And of course, back in the day, you know, watching the Rangers in 10 and 11, he was probably my favorite pitcher because yeah. he's still the, the which hopefully one of you guys will take his place as the winningest <laughs> postseason pitcher in Rangers history. But uh, yeah. so I was going to ask you, how uh, how do you feel? at? Oh, by the way, I was going to ask you, are you glad you're not the one that gave up the home run to Aaron Judge, number 62? <laughs> I was actually going to ask that too just now, but I'm going to let you finish. <laughs> Oh man. I mean, it, it was one of those things where it was kind of bound to happen. Obviously yeah. you never want to give up a home run regardless to who's in the box. So, I mean, I think, I think it would have been, uh, I wish I could have thrown against them against mm-hmm. the Yankees. I think it would have yeah. been awesome, you know, just to get to throw against a team like that. So did you see Ben jump the wall to try to catch that ball? <laughs> that was not me. That was not me. Oh man! <laughs> and that poor guy didn't even get it, man. I know it. No, I want to say I. I feel like I heard that the guy that caught it and that guy were friends. Was oh, that right? Oh, okay. I thought I don't. I could be completely wrong, but I thought I. I heard somebody say that like the day after or something like that, the night after or something. Uh, Weird. Wow! Is it one one guy's got bragging rights over the other. That's for sure. <laughs> definitely, definitely, yeah. and money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for real. All right, so let's go back to to the major leagues for a minute. You've been through your first major league stint. Now you got it out of the way. You got eight starts, I believe. Is that right? In the majors, I think this year. 
I think yeah, you started think so. eight games, I think is what I read. But how do you feel and are you happy with sort of your first uh, your first stint in the majors? I know you always want everything to go perfectly, but that's not going to happen. But are you pretty yeah. happy with how it went? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm disappointed in it. I think I'm, I'm like an in-between. Like there's certain things that I know I'm better at doing that I let kind of get away from me a little bit while I was up there, like the walks, especially like the, my first, probably the first three, three or four starts kind of walks and command of everything, you know, falling behind guys. And I think it really hurt me where I think if I would have, you know, just filled it up kind of like, I felt like I did a really solid job of it when I was in round rock. Like those, um, I even was, had a lower walk rate there than I did in Frisco, but I felt like when I was doing that, it was helping, you know, help, it helps everything else feed off of, you know, if I'm commanding my fastball in the zone. So I was like little things, little things that I kind of aggravated me, but overall, like I learned an unbelievable amount in just a little bit of time. Like it's just like seeing, you know, sitting there watching Martine throw every five days. I mean, that's, that's a treat. Like it was, it was fun. I'd sit there and, you know, I'd watch it in person and then I'd go back on the iPad where I could watch from behind and like sit there and really see exactly where the pitch was and that kind of stuff. But it was was, 12. Sorry. You got eight at round rock 12 at the majors. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I'm a stats geek. I don't like getting things wrong. (laughs) No, no, I think I had 12. I I think it was 12. Yeah. Let me look real quick. I thought I had, I think it was, I thought it was eight or I think it might've been nine. Okay. You had, tw- I know you had eight at round rock. Cause I wrote that down. Yeah. I, I want to say it was n- nine. All right, Nathan, go ahead. I'll look it up while you're asking yeah. the next question. And obviously <laughs> like there, there's just, there's a lot of uh, question marks as far as the, in the front office with the general manager, with the manager and I, you know, without dropping any names, do you have anybody in mind that you hope take those spots? No, I mean, I have no, not really at all. I mean, obviously, yeah. CY is, you know, looking for somebody that's going to help us win for a while. Yeah. So, I mean, I just, yeah. I don't really have a, a preference, you know, like I don't, it's not like I've, I've been up long enough where I've seen managers and all that kind of stuff. Like I don't, I don't really know, right? you know, that, that side of things is, I have no idea about. Yeah. <laughs> On, and I know it's completely, I know it's completely out of your control and everything. So, uh, but like I said, I didn't want you to drop any names. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just curious if there was, you know, just by reputation. Or no, anything, I mean, but, I've, I've like, uh, I, I, I see things like on, um, you know, MLB or something. If I'm on the app looking sure. at the, what the playoffs are doing right now, you'll, you know, you'll mm-hmm. see things like who they're interviewing and stuff like that. But like, I don't, Right. I, I don't know. <laughs> Shocking. The actual, the the actually, ball. yeah, the actual right. player knew yeah. better than me. He had, he had nine starts. You were right, Cole. It was nine. <laughs> <laughs> See, but now I can just edit all that out and have myself saying nine. So I sound like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. That's the great part about not being live. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted to ask you about the fact that you were the minor league Nolan Ryan pitcher of the year this year for the Rangers. Of course, you did really well in Frisco and Round Rock and pretty good at the Rangers, but most of your time this year was spent in double and triple A. So was it kind of cool? How'd you feel winning the uh, the Nolan Ryan pitcher of the year for the Rangers? 
Uh, I mean, it's it's awesome. It's obviously it makes you feel good that you know they decided that you deserve that award and that kind of stuff. Um, but you know, it's it's awesome. Like I've I've this was my technically my seventh year so i've sat here and watched you know all these guys win it and what kind of seasons they've put up and the unbelievable you know like cole wins numbers last year when he won it or just i got to sit there and watch it for half the year it's just unbelievable so it's is you know it definitely makes you feel good that you get to join those guys yeah that's pretty awesome have you ever met nolan no i have not yeah That'd be that'd be pretty. Well, hey, we got Nolan right. Just kidding. Yeah, no, that'd, be, that'd be awesome. I, I watched his documentary the other day. That, that thing is great, good. wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's really yeah. good, really good. Yeah. Fun fact: the only time yeah. I ever met Nolan Ryan was in Round Rock. Really? Some of and it, I, some of it's filmed in in Round Rock. I yeah. noticed, like I just like under the concourse yeah. or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, the the funny thing for me, this is a side story that no one cares about, but I'm going to tell it anyway. But the funny thing for me is, I didn't know he was going to be there. <laughs> They were they were uh, retiring uh, Jackie Moore, who'd a longtime Ranger coach for a long time. And I didn't know Lola was going to be there. So I went down on the field. It was my first official game to ever cover. This is like 2012. And so I'm out there on the field and they go, oh, you guys have someone to interview. And I turned around and it was him. And I probably stared like a dumbfounded idiot for the entire <laughs> interview. Never said a word to him. I just stared at him like a fangirl the entire time I was standing there. That's a that's a heck of a I, first day. Yeah, yes, it was. I remember that because you texted me the picture of it. Yeah. And like kind of yeah, nervous. Yeah, I, like, I, I didn't know what to do. Know. I was just staring at him like I can't I can't talk to him. Yeah. Uh, since that's since cool. I got you young, when you become all famous like that, I won't be that nervous around you because I've already <laughs> talked to you. So I can only <laughs> oh my gosh. That Nolan Ryan will never, I don't know. There will never be another Nolan Ryan. No, no, no. When they talk about unbreakable records, his strikeout record, I don't think will ever be broken. Yeah. And also seven no hitters, you know, it's just incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Those two, right. Yeah. Those two. Yeah. Yeah. Those two. Cal Ripken's Cal Ripken's streak. That'll never be broken. There's some some records out there that'll never be broken. It's just a shame. Never want to saw young. Yeah, that's wild. I know. Well, I mean, but if you you watched him play and you watched the documentary, but I watched him play when he was playing. If he was bad, he was really bad. Like he'd be out in the second inning if he was having a bad day. But those years where he had two no hitters. Yeah, but if he was good, it's like. But in his forties, he threw what three no hitters after the age of forty. That's just incredible. Like incredible. If only, I mean, I'm yeah. thinking he was my, almost my age when he threw a no hitter and I'm like, what? I'm Santa Claus. So it's like, I'm really old. <laughs> so that's, it's just amazing that he did that. Yeah. So yeah, cool. like what, what's, what is something like that you would tell somebody asked you for advice, how to get to where you are today? What, what advice are you giving them? Oh man, it work hard. Like don't like yeah. whatever you need to you, I mean, the older you get, the more you know exactly what you need to get done to have yourself ready. I mean, work hard, soak up as much information as you can. You know, you don't like not not soak up a lot of information or as much information as you can in the sense of like listen to every single person, but like mm-hmm. take bits and pieces from this conversation and this conversation and this meeting and you know. Yeah. And then, you know, you, you figure out what you like the most and you take little bits and pieces. But I mean, I feel like the, the biggest thing would be work hard, be a good teammate, but also have fun at the same time. Right. 
Yeah, I imagine that's sometimes hard to do in the process because you're just working, working, working to get up and you have all these yeah. goals in mind. But then, you know, sometimes yeah, it's almost like you forget to have fun. Yeah, it seems like. like trust, trust the process. Like a big thing that I did, especially after my I had my surgeries and stuff and came back is like I just try to stay where my feet are you know enjoy it i'm getting to play baseball every day like right just try to, when when the when the person making decisions to you know move people up is ready for me to move up then that's when it'll happen but until then i'm gonna enjoy it i'm gonna have fun and i'm you know work hard and prepare for each start yeah and i feel yeah. like it just helped everything be so much i enjoyed it more because i wasn't worried about things like right. i was just i have fun so, all right. So, how long do you plan on taking off before they're going to start you throwing again? Uh, I'll pick up a baseball sometime. Like, I want to say it's the second week of November. Okay. And, you know, just ease ease back into it. Obviously, take my time. Like, yeah. You know, take it slow. But how does yeah. the elbow feel after that full season? Great. It honestly great? Yeah. feels, I felt like I could keep going. So, yeah. is it big? big thing to end on you know throwing more innings than i ever have and still yeah. feel like i could keep going was was big all right so do you have any major off-season plans you guys going to do anything fun during the uh during the holidays um we got a few weddings few friends you know getting married in the next few weeks uh going on a bachelor party this weekend for one of those guys so it'll be fun a bunch of my friends from back home all get together and we're gonna oh, cool. go have a good time so oh, I think man. we're going I, my invitation must have got lost. my invitation must have got lost in the mail or something. But. <laughs> oh man. We yeah. But no, I mean nothing nothing crazy. Yeah. Well, it's been a great year for you, Cole. It's been a good year. We, I mean, I enjoyed getting to meet you in Round Rock, enjoyed, uh, you know, getting to talk to you and enjoyed watching you on that major league mound for the first time. I had nerves for you too, just because, you know, <laughs> I, I, I've been covering the minors for several years, been following your story with the two Tommy Johns. And then of course, you know, in Round Rock and been really cool. So we were really excited to see you where you are and hopefully, you know, you earn that spot and win it back in the, in spring training next year, but we'll try to have you on again when spring training starts next year. Yes, sir. Thank you so much. We're definitely yeah. going to claim ownership for any success you might have, too. Definitely because- <laughs> that. We're definitely going to do that. So. <laughs> That's my other funnest story about that night I was in Round Rock. Uh, do you know who Brett Nicholas was? He was a catcher in the system for yeah, a long yeah, yeah. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was actually there to interview him. And no uh, he, he hit the walk-off home run at the end of that game, like, to win. <laughs> and I had wow. tweeted at him that it must've been my interview skills that caused him to hit that walk off home run. He, he, for some reason, he didn't agree. That was what caused it, but he, he did say that that may had something to do with it. So, so if you go out and tear it up this year, after we interview you, then actually we had a, Zach Cannon earlier, and he mm-hmm. went out and threw his best game ever. And he asked us if he if he could come back on the following week. <laughs> <laughs> that's great! Oh man, that's awesome. Baseball players and their superstitions. But anyway, Cole yeah. Reagans, thanks so much for joining us, sir. Yeah, thanks, man. Thank y'all. Thank you. I right, tell your wife thanks for loaning you to us for a while. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. All right, y'all Cole. Thanks. Good one. You too. too. Thanks for listening to the Ranger Report podcast. Find us on Twitter. Facebook and at the rangerreport.com.